Welcome back to your regularly scheduled Matthew. Dun, 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 dun. ESPN. Wasn't that better than no, last it week? Was. That was better than last it week. Was. I could tell what it was. Thank you. Were you top 10 ESPN? Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think it was? I mean, I know it's from ESPN. I just didn't know. Oh, well. I didn't know, like, what it, like, what it, the context of it I'm was. I'm pretty sure it's top 10. I'm not an ESPN buff. All right. I'm I not very It's gone downhill. Has it? I don't watch it. I feel like I used to watch that a lot as a child. As a child. Hear me talking. I'm old. I'm only 18. Back in the day, in the I day, used to watch the ESPN. No. And I watched the... The top 10. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's gone downhill. I think it's boring. Really? Yes. Uh, I enjoy you're not a sportsman, I like to. No, no, I like to watch. I'm not going to like come home on Sunday and be like, ooh, it's football time. But like, if it's on, I'll watch it. Like, yeah. I, I don't hate it. I enjoy watching it. But... I think ESPN. I don't care about the stats. I, I think that's boring, or I don't know. Like, just play the game. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, I see that. I see that. You're probably not the only one, but there is a large majority who do care about the stats. Oh yeah, and if you do, good for you. Yeah. Those of you who are like me and don't care, good for you too. Welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome to the club of just existing. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I, I enjoy. I love. I do love the Super Bowl. But I watch the Super That's Bowl true. for two things. Halftime show. Halftime show and the commercials. That's true. They always have the best. Why don't we get those top tier commercials the entire year? Money. Oh, just have them on. Money. Just do it the whole time. You know how much money. it is to run like... It's expensive. A 10 second commercial during the Super Bowl. Action should do it. Oh my gosh. It's like millions of dollars. It's expensive. Yeah, we can't afford that. <laughs> that is very expensive. But if the Cowboys make it, how much more would your dad be willing to do it? Probably a lot. I, I feel <laughs> he like knows the Cowboys. I feel like we could get some convincing going on. Probably. Him, him listening right now, saying, Honestly, "Oh no!" If the Cowboys went to the Super Bowl, I bet he would try to go. Absolutely, I bet he would try to go. I mean, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think so too. I'd go. I would like it. Oh yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any apparel. Or, but you will. But I'll go and you'll buy, buy some. I'll buy some. You'll buy some before you even go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's been going on in your week? Mm, nothing much, really. Uh, we had the boys over, uh, Jonah and Samuel for the boys. Uh, the boys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and so, because uh, Maggie and Mason were on a cruise, they're back now. But uh, where'd we they did go? You didn't even know where the they Bahamas. Went. That's fine. Yeah, I had to text Dad. I didn't know. That's fine. I think they might have said I just wasn't listening, but. Anyway, we had the boys. It went great. They, it it's just tiring because there's two of them. Like mm. I, I imagine I now know what like Maggie and Mason go through, and I know a very small part because I didn't wake up at five like mom and dad did when they woke up. I didn't do that on weekends. I was like, I'm gonna go sleep. Did they just like cry a lot through the night, or did they sleep pretty good? I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't hear a darn <laughs> thing <laughs> when I was when I was asleep. I was out, but uh, I think. I know Sunday morning they woke up pretty early, but yeah. I didn't hear it. So, so I, I don't even know what they've gone through, you know, so far to lead them to this point. But mm-hmm. that weekend was very tiring. Yeah, but it's okay. It was a great time. I love them. But what about you? Um, um, went to Virginia. Virginia. And oh, more importantly, had a surprise birthday party for my family, for yes. my mom and dad. Happy birthday! Because my dad's birthday is the fourteenth. My mom's the 22nd, and they're both 50. Ooh. So we had a surprise birthday party that I was late to. 
And we won't go Another into story. all that. We will not go into the reason why I was late. It was a vehicle. But that was fun because my dad does not like people or parties. But yet we threw a surprise party. I know. I saw him walk in and he was like. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, like, he's not. Love this. I don't know where. Because my mom. I mean, my mom's kind of social. She was a social butterfly. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know where I get it from. To be 100% honest, I could talk to a wall. But I don't know where I get it from. Because it's mm-hmm. not my dad. My sister very very like introverted yeah so just a black sheep of the family that's okay I guess that's okay but that was really fun then we, then we went to Virginia that night me and Ty and Aubrey that was we had so much fun like we laughed the entire way yeah don't we went to Bucky's obviously before we left of course we had to change I walked into Bucky's with a duffel bag because <laughs> my clothes were there and I was like I feel like I'm finna Rob the joint. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. And people were looking at me like, "What's in that bag?" Just clothes, I swear. <laughs> but I went and changed the bathroom. Top notch yeah. bathrooms. Top notch. Yeah. But why I brought that? I had to get some snacks. My toxic trait is when I'm traveling, I feel the need to be munching. Yeah. The entire time. Get you some beef like nuggets. Just, so I know I actually didn't. I wanted something sweet and salty. Ooh. Both. So I got a bag of Chex Mix. No, Cheez-Its. Uh-huh. I got a bag of Cheez-Its. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Then I got like this Bucky's brand, like sour candy. Yeah. Horrible. Oh. It was so you sour. Speak, you speak ill of Bucky's? It was so sour. I hate it. And I was like, oh I no. I already liked it. But I was like, no, no, that is too really? sour. It got me. Like wow. I ate it and I was just like instant like pucker of the lips. I was like. No, too sour. Yeah. Too sour. But we drove to like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. and stayed the night of the Holiday Inn. And I, it was so funny because Ty, this was probably what we laughed most about. We stayed in this town called Abingdon. Yeah. A-B-I-N-G-D-O-N. Abingdon. But when it popped up on ways. I don't know why I couldn't say Abingdon. You know what I said? What? I said over almost to a bing-dong. A bing <laughs> I looked at the map on my Apple CarPlay on my truck and started dying. I was serious. Because I was like, I, my mind wouldn't say Abingdon. It was a bing-dong. A bing-dong. And so the rest of the night, we're like, well, we're in a bing-dong. Oh, my goodness. But what was funny, you know how like when you used to go on trips as a child and you would pull the car? This is what my family did. You'd pull the car underneath the overhang mm-hmm. of the hotel. Yeah. No one got out until the dad mm-hmm. went inside to get a room. And then Absolutely. when he comes out with the keys, then you get out. Yeah. I don't know why we do that. So I, like, pulled up. <laughs> and Ty, we all just kind of sat there for a minute. And Ty goes, okay, Dad, are you going to go in there and get our room? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I will. So I went in there. Well, there was no one in there. The lady was asleep. On the couch in, oh, the, in the lobby of the hotel. It was a Holiday Inn. Like, it was a nice hotel. That's perfect. And I was just like... Uh, so I coughed. I was like... <coughs> and she like woke up and I'm like, hi. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to say. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. But she was like out cold, like oh, mouth open, like out cold asleep. That's awesome. So, but we got our room in a bing dong. Because my mind just wouldn't process having been... So, but that was really fun. But no, one thing, I got to see my nieces last night. Because I didn't get to talk, talk to them a lot at the party because there was just too much going on. Yeah. And honestly, I was kind of in a bad mood. <laughs> Shouldn't have been, but I was. 
Um, so Witten's new thing right now, Witten's three, and she's big on animal noises. Oh yeah. And she, <laughs> I can't even talk about it without laughing. Last night she was so funny at church because I went to uh, my parents' congregation in Crossville, and uh, hadn't been there in a while, so I just visited, but. So she walked up, or David, her, my brother-in-law's dad was holding her, and I was tickling her and, like, you know, making her laugh because she was in a bad mood. And um, I said, what sound does a pig make? And she goes, honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> and, I went, and then she started, like, belly laughing after she did it. And I laughed and I nearly cried. And she'd look at me and she'd go, honk, honk. <laughs> it was, I, I wish you could have been there because it was... Honestly, I thought about it today. It just made Aww. me smile. I'm like, that's so cute. So Aww. I said, is that really what a pig makes? And she goes, uh-huh. Like she's so convinced. I should ask her. Who's taught her that? I don't know. <laughs> she just, I mean, she like gets this huge smile on her face and just goes, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the cutest thing in the world. I'm like, you are adorable. That's cute. And then she went to the bathroom during church and she has to walk like past my pew to uh, like pass not right at me but like the aisle over yeah and so she was walking in the bathroom and she looked over at me and she goes hi and just like put her little hand up and I was like and then she just looked and then went to the bathroom I'm like oh hi that's so cute (laughs) she was so funny she has so much character and like once she was over belly laughing she got grumpy again Mm -hmm. and I went I love you goodbye and she looked at me she goes I love you, pickles. Aww. And I had that frown on her face, and I said, "You what?" She goes, "I love you, pickles." <laughs> she was. It was like eight thirty or so. She was tired. Yeah. She goes, "I love you, pickles." Aww. They call me They call me pickles. But anyway, that's about it, though. I will say I'm tired of traveling. I was like, "You get a little break now." That's true. I'll be. Next week, next Saturday, I've decided it is a, it's a holiday. Yeah. You know what, I, what I'm going to call it? What? I don't know why I'm putting international at the end. I like it. But it's Laundry Day International. I like it. Because I'm so behind on laundry. They should it's, have an international laundry day. Well, no, no, no. It's Laundry Day laundry International. Day. International. International's at the end. So, Laundry Day International. That's next Saturday. LDI. Yes. Came up with that right here. That's good. I'm proud of you. Really quick, too. So next Saturday's LDI. LDI. For me. I mean, if you want to join Laundry Day International, please do. Usually my Saturdays are LDI, too. But I mean, I've been, probably the last month, I wash one load of clothes a week. Yeah. And it's like the main clothes that I wear, and that's it. And then I was in the, I was looking for a, a shirt in the closet the other day, and I found this shirt that I forgot I even had. And I was like, I have God, I haven't worn it in probably three months. Yeah. It's been dirty that long. It's honestly, I have, one, two, three, I have five hampers. Yeah. They're all full. Oh, my word. It's bad. LDI will last all day. LDI is a full it's day. It's a long event. A we have the work party Friday afternoon, like night, yeah. Friday evening. It's something good to look forward to. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Brian's a good cook. Brian's I'm a ready. guy that works with us. Oh, I'm ready. If you're listening, Brian, you make the best banana pudding in the world. I agree. If you're not listening, just take my word for it, listeners. <laughs> Best banana pudding in the world. Whisper it for more effect. That's right. But we are in Matthew chapter 12. Enough of the riffraff. Yeah. Enough of the chatting. Let's get into the... Skedaddle. The, the, let's get into the good word. Yeah. You're going to read? You want me to read? I'll read. I got it. I'm so... I'm so 
brownies. <laughs> I just like three weeks in a row that I'm you working went first. On it. I'm working on it. Picking up Matthew chapter 12. Verse 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are going to do, uh, doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read the day... Read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read the law, how the Sabbath, the priests and the temple profane the Sabbath and, and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guilty, the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So, some history. I know it's not your thing, but I like the history. I like kind of know what's happening, why it's being being written and stuff like that. And first off, the the Pharisees and the rabbis at the time they obeyed God's law of the Sabbath. But at the same time, they kind of added their own, you quote-unquote, rules to kind of make them seem better. And so they can kind of point out people more. And so Jesus here kind of just said, like picking up in verse uh, 3, he kind of denounces them and saying, well, like my, my disciples aren't breaking the law. I'm not breaking the Sabbath because... It's not the actual code. You're you. I'm breaking what man has created, or man has added on to the Sabbath. And he uses that by using uh, the story in, in uh, about David, and that can be found in Samuel chapter twenty-one. Just kind of like a little overview. That sure, the standard rule was that priests were the only one who were allowed to eat that food, but an exception was made so that David could survive. And so he was just saying that it is more important to express this mercy than to fulfill this ceremonial religious obligation. And then in verse 6, Jesus tells his authority over the Sabbath and how he's greater than the temple. And that's a, that's a, huge, that's a huge comment to make or a, an accusation to make because, you know, at, in the Old Testament, the temple was everything. I mean, that's like the holiest of holy. That's where the the Ark of the Covenant was sat. That's where everything that dealt with God was there. And then Jesus here is saying, oh, I'm greater than that. I've come. I'm greater than the temple. And so these are just some of the things that kind of Jesus is denouncing the Pharisees on. Well, maybe you should check the facts before you come at me. I think it's kind of funny, too. And I'm, I want to... The Pharisees are menaces. Yeah. Like, they're mean. Because they believe somewhat that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. But Only a little just, bit. But they don't... They don't follow what he, in, what he says to do. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is one instance where we see it. It happens a lot. And so what I think is, is kind of funny, in verse 6, it says, I tell you, like, we're kind of playing off what you said... I tell you something greater than the temple is here. He's, he's like, <laughs> me. <laughs> but then in verse 7, if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. I love that. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm, greater, I'm greater than the temple. And 
Um, if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, then you wouldn't have done what you've done. Yeah. So the Pharisees are a really good example for us in our lives of what not to do mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, but in, the question that raises, because I, I, every time I read a passage, I have questions. Yeah. Like that I will research or that I'll just think to myself. But this is an application question of why, why can't we understand the full power of Christ? And then if we do understand it, why test it? Yeah, exactly. Because the Pharisees know and they follow somewhat of what God's law of the Sabbath is. But Jesus puts them in his place because he's like, if you only knew. Like, yes, the temple is holy, but, but I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. And if only you could fully understand, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. He's telling them a way to live their life easier. Yeah. And they just won't have it. We have that problem too. Mm-hmm. Because people will go out of their way not to serve God. Do you, do you agree? I, with I agree. I agree. Most people try to leave him out more. And, the, and some people don't realize it, and some people do. Some yeah. people just have a bad taste of Christianity and, and the Lord, and they they will go out of their way to disobey Him, to sin against Him, and to do what the Bible says not to do. They do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And whether they notice it or not, He's kind of speaking to us here too, because He's like, if you only knew my power. I think we forget. I, I mentioned this, in, if you've noticed, in several sermons um, and lessons, because I think we forget the true power of Christ. I think we kind of put Christ in a box. Oh, yeah. I've said this multiple times. But I think we kind of put Christ in a box and set him on the table, and we limit what he can do mm-hmm. because we can't grasp the fullness of God. Now, I hope you do a better job. Well, I hope I didn't spin on you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're but good. I saw it go somewhere. <laughs> but, sorry, I'm human. But, um, but, I mean, I think, I hope we understand the power of God more than what the Pharisees did. But I think we forget that the God that we serve is the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. I said this in my sermon yesterday. Is the God that led the children of Israel out of the wilderness, the God that parted the Red Sea, the God that led Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace. I think we forget that. And Jesus is saying, I'm better than all that. Mm-hmm. If you only knew that I, I'm not here to demand sacrifice. Yeah, I'm here because I desire mercy just like you do. Mm-hmm. And I want to give that. And so that that's one thing that sticks about me is the Pharisees are just... They're just mean. Yeah. And there's no sense in it. Mm -hmm. But the people in our life are just mean too. And there's no sense in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all encountered, and maybe you're one of those mean people. Don't. (laughs) But I mean, I know we've all encountered somebody that we're just like, why are you the way that you are? Yeah. Why? I don't understand. I don't either. Like, I I really understand bad days and situations where you're not like, you're the greatest, but people who are just. Wake up and choose funny, violence. choose violence. Yeah. It's, but like, just I don't understand those 
people are just like, I don't want to deal with people today. I'm, I'm like, sorry, like, I get that way sometimes. Yeah, but like, like for a day. Yeah, but people, are, I mean, some people are constant. I'm yeah. like, why? I'm like, you're just kind of bringing the whole mood down, and there's there's no point of that. And if you're a Christian, especially. Exactly. I mean, Jesus again. I'm, I keep referring back to verse six. I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. <laughs> Me. Me. <laughs> And that's what, again, I think we're putting God in the box here. But I think as Christians, no, we are not going to be happy every day. Good grief. Jackson knows me like a book. He knows I'm not happy every day. He's not happy every day. We both get in bad moods sometimes. But I will say it. Overall, a Christian should be a joyful, happy person. That's what we should be because there's something greater in our lives than our situations. There's something greater in our lives than anything. We were doing a character study about Peter not too long ago. Uh, it was actually for VBS that Dad did. And one of the things that stuck out to me about strengths with uh, Peter was he was excited. He was excited to be a Christian. And the what we kind of tied that back to biblically was when news that Jesus has risen from the dead, he ran the two he he passed up everyone like john was walking or someone else i think john was actually the person he was just walking but peter ran past him ran into the tomb because he was excited to see to see jesus and i i try to take that more into my life now that i try to be more excited like in church i i feel like at church sometimes i still do this but i'm trying to be better with it we kind of look dead yeah we sit there and we're like all right Mm -hmm. hallelujah jesus praise yeah and Mm -hmm. but I try to be more excited now because we have, like you said, we have so much going for us that we should be excited and happy people all the time. We should be like the Pharisees. That's why, like, I, that's where this, my style of preaching, like, came from. Mm-hmm. Because I can't stand, and this is just me, and it's not wrong, but I mean, when, you, when you're in church or you're visiting somewhere and the preacher gets up there and he goes, turn your Bibles over to John, and you're just like, I'm going to sit here for 35 minutes and fight sleep. Yeah. Like, my goal as a speaker is to keep your attention from start to finish. Mm-hmm. That's why I start my lessons with a story. Yeah. If you'll notice, nine times out of ten, I will start my sermons with a story about either something that happened or something that I read or, or something. It's like a hook, yeah. Because it, like, gets you to listen. Yeah. And maybe it's not effective. Maybe I'm doing a bad job. But no. I try, like... To start with a joke, or you know, that's why I try to like even when I do announcements, I'm always I try to be like, but that's hard. (laughs) But what helps me a lot in worship because that's the thing, the church gets slammed because our worship is not passionate. Mm -hmm. And to me, worship is a personal thing. Yeah, like yes, we are worshiping collectively as a group, but worship is on you Mm -hmm. because. That's your time with God. That hour and Sunday morning and Sunday night. That's your time and it's up to you. And maybe we have a church service where we're like, that was kind of dreary. But then some person may say, that was amazing. That was, you know, yeah. what helps me, and I'm not trying to get off topic, I close my eyes sometimes when I'm singing because if you're not being distracted and you're just like listening to the words and singing, that helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. I'm always afraid someone's going to think I'm asleep. <laughs> but I like that. It helps me be very passionate in yeah, worship. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't mean to get off topic. No, no. But I mean, that's 
We should be happy people. We should be joy, and we should we should want to follow the Bible. And so many people say that Christianity is like, I have got to live by these set of rules. No, we are we are blessed and privileged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To have this. It's all a choice, too. Because you said this, and it stuck with me. I mean, I, I know you heard it somewhere, but the way you said it stuck with me. Like, we don't deserve anything. We, we deserve the worst. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that. Like, Richard, last night in his sermon, was talking about sin. And we were talking about, and I believe John, don't quote me on this, but I think it was talking about where if you say you have sin and you don't, or if you say you don't have sin, then you're a liar. And he said, I wake up in the morning and my sinning starts. He said, not on purpose, but it's because who I am. We're all that way. Yeah. We wake up in the morning, kind of like you said, you wake up and you crave violence, mm-hmm. like the Pharisees do. Mm-hmm. But like, you wake up in the morning and sin enters your life. Mm-hmm. And that's who, that's who we are. Yeah. But we should be excited and happy because... There's something greater than the temple of God. There's something greater than our struggles. There's something greater than that sin, and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. We should be over the moon about that. And the Pharisees were just pointing fingers. Yeah. Like, have you seen what your disciples do? No. Jesus, do you, do you know? Shut up. Yeah. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't use that mean word. Did you just say the S word? My, I, <laughs> I said shut up in front of my sister. You said girls, it again. And Carrie was like, language. I went, sorry. <laughs> Oops. But I mean, seriously though, like, don't point fingers at people, don't, and especially the Pharisees. Like, Jesus, do you know what your disciples were doing? Yeah. Sit down. (laughs) Be quiet. Exactly. I'm better than the temple. Exactly. So in verse 9, I'll give you a break. I know you're good. My mouth is parched. Strenuous. Strenuous. Just go. Verse (laughs) 9. And he went on from there and entered their synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. Um,. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So they might accuse him. And he said to them, Which one of you has had has a sheep? If it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Then he said to a man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and he, it was restored healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. Did you already read that? No, I haven't. Okay, no. good. I, I, halfway through that, I was like... It's a recurring theme. They're always like, oh, Jesus did some good. And then the Pharisees go to the plot to destroy him. But, uh, yeah, this this kind of sets up... The Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus here by asking him to do what to us seems like an impossible task. I don't know what a withered hand looks like. Dylan showing me what a withered <laughs> hand looks like. I don't know. That- a withered... Okay, think of a flower that's withered. Wait. Ah, words. Yeah, it's withered. Okay, you know, and it's I like it. dry and like. Folded I can't out. imagine that as a hand, though. That's so weird. Like that's uh, that's so weird. But granted, I mean, no wonder. All right, that was that was talented. He's drinking with his withered hand. That's perfect, perfect. But they're trying to trap him, and Jesus kind of responds very humbly about. Who's more valuable, a man or a sheep? And then, and then he goes back to saying that the Sabbath here is not a day of of rest. Or he's saying it is a day of rest, but it's not a day of stupidity. So he's saying it's a greater concern to do something good for someone, like healing a withered hand, because this man has been 
handicapped his whole life. I, I don't know what kind of problems he's got into or what he hasn't been able to do. And then he asked him to do this impossible, impossible task. And what seems to us is an impossible task, but what gets me is the withered hand man. Withered hand man? Withered hand man. Withered hand man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Man, I just came up with that one too. Wow, <laughs> with a hand man. Anywho, he doesn't argue with Jesus. He kind of just like he doesn't even he doesn't even question. Him. He's like, all right, and then he stretches it out, and it's made new. And that kind of more application, me application. Look at this, Atta boy. <laughs> look at this. I'm learning. Uh, he's kind of this is for us looks like an impossible task. But a lot of things do to us. We have a very, we have a street view mind. I think you say this a lot that we we look at the street view and God has the overhead view and He sees everything. We only see this one part, and so we think that this is an impossible task or something that you know no one could accomplish. But we question Jesus, unlike the withered hand man. I can't say that without smiling. Withered hand man. Withered hand man. Hey. But and then. It kind of goes back to 1 Corinthians, you know, the famous verse that God will not tempt you, or not God, but God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to handle. So we're, so anything that seems impossible to us, we're able to handle. We have that ability. God's given us that ability. It sometimes just takes that first step that seems impossible, but sometimes it has to happen. Here's what I think is really cool, too. Obviously... There is conflict between the Pharisees and Jesus in this time. Okay, obviously. <laughs> How'd you get that? But what I think is cool, well, first of all, I'll say what I would do. I don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. I will not say that I'm not confrontational because, me and you were talking about this the other day, I don't care to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows me knows. And I'm not, not in a mean way, but like everybody has is entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. Mine may be wrong. But I don't care to express it. Yeah. If you have a better way, okay, then I'll say fine. But I don't like to fight. So like, I'll speak my piece, but then I'll I'll just okay. If you don't agree with me, that's great. But then I also <laughs> will like avoid talking to somebody because I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. And so here, if if this was me in this situation, I'm obviously having conflict with a group of people, and I've said my piece and all this. I would like. I would want to leave. Yeah. But in verse 8 or verse 9, he went on from there and entered their synagogue. <laughs> and I love that because, yeah. because that just shows you again how powerful our, our God is. Mm-hmm. Because and I, I, most people are non-confrontational. No one just wakes up and craves a fight. Some people do, I feel like. Yeah. But like no one just wakes up and is just like, Today, I'm going to go fight with Jackson because he made me mad three weeks ago. Like, it's in the past. Get over it. But, I mean, at the same time, why bring it back up? Why keep pushing it? And Jesus went on from there and entered the synagogue. And that's how confident, in a way, that Christ was because he knows who's backing him up. He knows that he's got God on his side. Guys, if we're doing the right thing and we know it, and how can we know that we're doing the right thing? If you live by the Bible... You're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. If your opinions are based from Scripture, and you can back them up, you're doing the right thing. But yet we still shy away from sharing our faith, from doing anything, because we're afraid. We should be willing to do what you and go on from there, mm-hmm. and be so confident. Not, not. Don't mistake me now. 
not mean, not arrogant, boasting, but confident in what a Christian is and how it can transform somebody's life. Mm-hmm. We should be willing to do what Jesus is doing right here. He's not never does he is he mean to them. You know, yes, he expresses his opinion. Well, a uh, fact if it comes from Jesus, but I mean, he's not not one time does he belittle the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Not one time is he mean to them. And the world, we don't understand. We can have our own opinions, and yes, even in the church, that's okay. That's great. Honestly, I want people to come to their own conclusions. Oh, yeah. Don't believe something because I say it. Mm-hmm. Believe something because you come to your own conclusion. And maybe you see it differently than me. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Good for you. But we need to take that attitude of, oh, we have God on our side. I'm confident in that. Jesus was confident in that and went into their own synagogue, went back into their synagogue. But then we see the Pharisees still being menaces and rude because, oh, Jesus, is it lawful? This is how I read it. Yeah. Is it lawful for you to heal somebody on the Sabbath? Are you sure? Is it? Is it? And this is the thing, too. You know, you know I don't want to get into controversial things. Mm, sad. Like, Sundays, like my grandparents used to get so mad at me for doing anything on Sunday. Like, Sunday is a day of rest. Yeah. Yesterday, I weeded it at my house. <gasps> And blue leaves that have been laying somewhere since the fall. I'm throwing rocks at myself. I should have done that already. But I worked in my yard. Some people would be like, you sinner. You worked on the Sabbath. But I mean, I think we as Christians, and again, I'm not, I don't want to get into controversial anything, but I want you to give your opinion. You know, are we commanded to worship? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But... There are so many times that we shy away from doing good things and helping people and doing good things because we don't want to not worship. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like if someone needs something. Yeah. Like if someone called me on Sunday morning and said, Dylan, I'm struggling with something. Can you come talk to me about it at my house? I'd say, okay. Yeah. I'd get my class covered, and I would go. Because that's what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been on disaster relief trips where I've missed church. I'm doing a good thing, but some people will throw me into the fire because I'm not sitting in worship. What's your opinion on that? And I, and again, guys, I just told you it's great to have your own opinion, and that's mine. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't burn me at the stake for this. But what do you think about that? Oh, I mean, like you said... Um, worship is very personal and so I think that it does command us to to worship that we have worship times I don't think that that worship is not in the church building like it's not yes that's where we worship Mm -hmm. but it's not in the in the walls of the church you can like I feel like we're worshiping right now Mm -hmm. like we're we're talking about the Bible we're studying I mean we're telling other people about it I feel like that anything that now if you're skipping for I, and I say skipping, I meaning like, oh, you overslept or something like that, or purposely, purposely, right. yeah, purposely. Oh, I'm gonna go do this, so I don't go have to go to the church. Like that is that is wrong. But if but if you have that, like 
like you said, we're obligated to, sure, be at church, but... And that should we, be a priority. Yes, yeah. that Again, should be a do priority. do not think that I'm... I keep saying that because I know somebody's going to say something. Like, don't think I'm not saying worship is a priority. It is 100%. Yes. You sh- you ought- and you should want to be there. Yes. But don't let that stop you from serving somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. If the need arises. Absolutely. I mean, we... You going and visiting that person's house might bring them to church. Maybe it's not a church, uh, a person who goes to the same church as you or something along those lines. I feel like that definitely things happen for the benefit of the kingdom, obviously. So that things, we're all, that's the whole plan is for the benefit of the kingdom. So, So if somebody asks you to miss out on church service because they need something from you, they need help talking about something or... Maybe that's as much as like, oh, a tree fell, and they're and they can't go to church, and so you're gonna go help them. X, Y, and Z. You fill in the blank. I don't think that that's wrong though. That if you missed church service for a position that is, you know, that the greater good, if right. you want to say that. Like, and, if it, and not if it if it's something that can wait, obviously let it wait. Yeah. But I mean, if it's somebody, you know, if it, hey Dylan, can you come help me? get this out of my backyard. Yeah, can I wait till after church? Or, hey, Dylan, I'm struggling with something. Can you come over? Yeah, I'll be the right... That, there's, there's a fine line. I think but, that's personal judgment. But there, that's kind of what Jesus, again, is saying um, when they said, is it unlawful in verse 10? Or is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him? And he said to them, which one of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it up? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? That's Jesus' response. Yeah. You know, he's like, uh, you can do good things on the Sabbath. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that the Sunday is a Sabbath day. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of older Christians that will fight me to the nail on that. But, I mean... In other countries, too. Yeah. I mean, like, definitely. But I just wanted to see what's your opinion. I, I, I promise I'm not saying worship is not important because it is. Mm-hmm. And we should want to be there. But... If something comes up that can expand the kingdom of heaven and it's legit, I think it's okay. I think it is too. So, um, in verse 15, it says, Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there, and many followed him, and he healed them all and ordered them um, not to make him known. There was no... there. This was to... Will you read? Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Good night. Uh, Verse 17 This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench, until until he brings justice to victory. Uh, And in his name the Gentiles will hope. And so right here, you see, you see in verse 17, he's quoting from Isaiah, and that's a very, that's a very big theme in, in Matthew because it is to the Jewish audience, and the Jewish audience, if you were a, I don't know, a rabbi, or these are hand quotations, you can't see them, or something along that line, you knew Isaiah. And Isaiah was, you knew Isaiah like the back of your hand. And so Jesus is, he's quoting to them, and... Um, it, to kind of sum up Isaiah 42, 1 through 5, which is what he's talking about, he speaks of the gentle character that he has 
one in Isaiah they call the Messiah has, and Jesus is the Messiah. So he's not only the servant of God to God, but he's also a servant to us. He he serves us uh, not only in the past, like we see here in the Bible, but he also serves us every day through through care, through his love, through constant guidance, his grace, his grace and intercession. Grace. What is your opinions on grace? Well, not opinions, but like. I always my grandmother's name. Well, I I mean like, <laughs> but like, grace is a hard topic to talk about sometimes because people don't people as in I will throw myself into that. Don't fool. I don't think anybody can fully understand it. But mm-hmm. what's your definition of grace? Way to back me into a corner. Well, it's all it's a, it's a it's hard, hard question. Like you know, uh, and everyone's opinion on grace is going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a difference in sinning. And living in sin. Mm-hmm. You know, sinning is what we as Christians do every day. I don't wake up in the morning and crave sin. I don't yeah. wake up in the morning and say, what can I do today to sin against God? Mm-hmm. That's not, and I hope if you're a Christian you don't do that. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not our goal. But, yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we do things that we shouldn't do but that's sin mm-hmm. living in sin is practicing a sin over and over and over knowing that it's wrong yeah but continuing to do it now grace is a whole lot bigger than what we can fathom fathom but i think if you are actively living in sin and again i'm not the judge then I don't think you're going to enter the gates of heaven. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it knowing, almost blasphem- blaspheming, we'll talk about that next week, Yeah. but almost doing it and knowing that it's wrong and not caring. Yeah. Now, if you try to fix it and keep failing, but you're trying, yeah. that says a whole lot too. Grace, I think, covers us a lot if we're sinning. Mm-hmm. And if we're trying to fix a sin, though we keep failing, we are genuinely, wholeheartedly trying. Yeah. I think that's where grace covers you. But I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Yeah. Because I don't know, to be honest. I'm a minister. I wish I did know. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew. (laughs) But grace is hard. But I think grace covers a lot of things. And I, I think we take grace for granted a lot. Because, guys, we can't get to heaven Absolutely. by ourselves. We yeah. cannot Absolutely. get to heaven by ourselves. Well, through God's grace, we can. Where it, where does grace start and grace end? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I do know if you're trying to live a life by the Bible, if you're trying to be a good Christian, and really, I mean, your heart's there, then I think grace covers you. Mm. But now if you're actively living in sin I don't know I guess is a good answer because yes I know our God has grace but I know there are things that I can't do that I shouldn't want to do and I shouldn't keep doing those things over and over knowing they're wrong and not trying to fix it Mm -hmm. I don't know if grace covers that I guess is my answer so there you go. I so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, I agree. No, I don't know. I don't know either. I I don't even have as much as what you have. Yeah. Gathered. I know that, like you said, that we deserve we deserve death, but through God's grace, we don't get it, mm-hmm. or some of us will. But you know, grace covers a lot of us. So, 
this is what helps me understand it a lot. You know, you can't view God as a dictator. Oh, yeah. You can't view yeah. God as someone who wants to send you to hell. He doesn't. Mm-mm. You know, I'll talk about our relationship, me and you. Have you made me mad before? Yeah. Have you? Have I made you mad before? Yeah. But it would take a whole, whole lot for me to say, I don't like Jackson. Yeah. It would take a whole lot for me to say, I'm going to go talk about you behind your back. That I mean, it would take an astronomical amount of things for me to be like, I think my relationship with Jackson is coming to an end. Like, I, I don't... It would take so much for me to say that. Yeah. Because I care about you, because I love you, because you're my best friend in the whole world. Yeah. And we need to view that with Christ. Like, it would take a lot for him to be like, okay, you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not sugarcoated. code. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you grace because I care about you. I see that. Yeah. Like, maybe you say something to me one day that makes me not mad, but like, okay. But then I think about it and be like, he didn't mean that. I think Jesus is the same way. It would take a whole lot for him to just condemn us and say, no, I'm yeah. done with this. And it would be a lot on our end. You know, if you, I mean, again, if you did something that made me mad, but you come up to me and said, dude, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I would go, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's go play golf. Yeah. Let's go hang out. Because I don't want, I mean, I want us to have a good relationship. But he's the same way. You know, if, if we are living in him, but we come to him and say, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I think grace comes into play a lot. Like, we give the people in our lives a lot of grace. People that we really care about. Mm-hmm. Like, if you genuinely, if you have people in your life that genuinely you don't like or they don't like you, then something astronomical has to happen. Because we as Christians should give grace out too. Mm-hmm. But especially the people who are, air quotes, in your circle that you're super close to, grace should be on the forefront of your mind all the time. Yeah. Because people have good days and bad days. Christians have good days and bad days too. So I see that, yeah. We could talk for 45 minutes about grace. Oh, yeah. We'll talk forever about <laughs> It's grace. hard. It's oh, hard. Yeah. So, but... I will comment on the last, you, you commented about Isaiah, but um, I will comment too on the power of Jesus. Jesus, aware of all this, withdrew from there and many followed him and he healed them all. And what I have to say about that is this confrontation with the Pharisees didn't leave a bad taste in Jesus' mouth, mm-hmm. didn't make him not want to serve, didn't put his flame out because when he withdrew from there, Many followed him and he healed them all. You know, he was just, he wasn't like, you know what, you guys are just like the Pharisees, get out of my face. He continued to want to have a relationship with him, with those people. So don't let someone who's out to get you or someone who conspires against you, as it says in verse 14, don't let them put your flame out. Yeah. Because that's not, I mean, Christ, obviously Christ is the ultimate example of what a Christian should be. And he left from there and then withdrew from the temple and followed and left and people followed him and he healed him. So yeah. but that's where we're going to stop tonight. Next week, talking about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That'll be a fun one. Oh, yeah. A lot of controversy about that. Definitely. So uh, long chapter, though. It is long. So I guess what could we say to sum all this up? What do you think? For, pod, for episode 14... 
I don't know what we're at now. <laughs> we're turning to 50. We really need to number these. We should. Anyway, what would you do? What would you say to sum all this up? Mm. You got nothing. <laughs> well, we talked about nothing. I'm just, about a lot. I'm just thinking. I don't know how to put a, like, just, you know, the cherry on top kind of summing it all up. There's, yeah, you can take things from each passage that, um, I think. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think, I think where Jesus says that I am, the, uh, in verse 6, I tell you something greater than the temple is here. It's something that we should, Jesus is in our lives. He He's on our side. He's in our quarter. And that's something that we should live confidently about. We shouldn't be like the Pharisees. We shouldn't be sad. Because Jesus is in, is in our lives. Jesus is in all of our lives, but we... We know he is. Some people don't. And so I think to kind of sum this up as you go through your week, know that Jesus is there. He's in your quarter. Things might seem impossible. Things might seem they're not going your way. But all of it's for for a reason. And Jesus is there for you. He's there in an easy way to, to combat those struggles is to lean on him. Lean on your friends because... Jesus speaks through them just as much as he speaks through you. And so... See you next week. See you next week.